0: This podcast has been brought to you by GM Moving, part of Greater Sports. We're here to help the people of Greater Manchester get moving and to improve lives
1: through physical activity.
0: I'm Eve Holt, she's Director at GM Moving and for today's podcast I'll be speaking with Glynis, Debbie and Nick from and Bike Deliveries. So one of our goals at GM Moving is to develop more active and sustainable environments and communities through active design and infrastructure, encouraging more active travel, active workplaces and active lives. By 2040, the population of Greater Manchester is projected to be 3 million with 600,000 more daily trips. Currently, 30% of journeys under one kilometre are currently made by car. This is simply a five minute bike ride. There's been lots of work going on over the last few years in Greater Manchester to try and help more people to walk or cycle and to reduce the number of short journeys currently driven. This includes the appointment of Chris Boardman and the establishment of the GM Mayor's Walking and Cycling Board and Fund, which has seen Greater Manchester step up efforts over the last three years to make walking and cycling a far more accessible choice for people to include the development of the B network. The Made to Move report sets out an ambitious vision for cycling to double and then double again in Greater Manchester with the aim of a 300% increase in cycling by 2028. This is part of a wider vision for 2040 to see 50% of all journeys being made in Greater Manchester being made by sustainable travel, whether that's public transport, walking or cycling. There is evidence from other city regions that suggests that a rapid growth in cycling is possible. So, for example, London is aiming for 15% modal share by 2041 that means 15% of all journeys would be made by bike. We saw in Seville an increase between 2006 and 2011 by 5.6% following the design of infrastructure and Dublin saw an increase between 2006 and 2015 from 2.3% to 5.4% so it can be done. The bike life report for 2019 from Sustrans provides lots of great data on who is cycling and how often and for what reasons suggesting that 4% of residents currently travel by bike five or more days a week week. This can be broken down in terms of differences in gender, ethnicity, disability, age, socioeconomic groups. It's definitely worth a read. Covid lockdown has seen more people walking and cycling to get around and in a much greater diversity. Bike shops are selling out, so there are long waiting lists for mechanics and we've been working with TFGM to see how we can support more people to safely get around by bike. This has included contributing to the purchase of 200 bikes, loaned to key workers the NHS to help them safely get to work and to keep the wheels turning. We know that cycling and active travel generally is great for individual health, supporting people's physical, mental and emotional well-being. We also know the benefits it brings to the environment to include lower carbon emissions and cleaner air. And we know that physical activity and sport generally can change lives and change communities. Tools and bike deliveries are showing how pedal power can be a force for good in our communities and looking forward to hearing what they've been up to. So can you give a quick introduction to yourself? I'll start with you, Debbie.
2: All right. Hi. Uh, yeah, um, I'm Debbie and I lived in Chalton for the last 25 years and um, cycle everywhere as uh, a way of getting around. Okay. Um, and to you, Nick.
1: Oh, hi. Yeah. So so my name's Nick and um, I can beat you, Debbie. I, I've been in Chelten now for... Just quick calculation about 40 years which means I'm fast heading to retirement and, and, and I've got time on my hands and I care about living in a community.
0: Angliness. Hi yeah, I've also
3: been a Chawton resident for a very long time and I suppose I would see myself as being um, having been a youth and community worker for you know a lot, a lot of my life and um, being um, a kind of community activist um, or social reformer um, very much Um, with cycling at the centre of that. So I have been involved in setting up women's cycling groups. I have been promoting cycling I'm in the city since I came in 73, one way or another, campaigning really for, um, yeah, the pleasures and the positives that cycling can offer us.
0: And for any listeners, Glynis also happens to be my mum, but has um, become quite a kind of well-known name. I was speaking to somebody just from Transport for Greater Manchester on on friday who uh who called you a legend glynis <laughs> everybody knows you so there you go um for anyone listening it is Glennis francis and yes you probably have seen her on a bike at some point over the last uh 20 30 40 odd years so why did you set up Chilton bike deliveries and what have you been doing starting with you Glennis.
3: yeah um this came out of a conversation with um, another woman in, in our team. Um, we both connected, um, as we did with Nick and then with Debbie, through the um, setting up the Chaucer coronavirus response team, um, and we all had in common um, be, being a sort of a lead, a, a leader connector in our streets and uh claire and i were having a conversation about well okay we've got all these uh, whatsapp groups sorted now um you know working really well together what else do we need and um i think we both just said oh it'd be really nice if we could just ride our bikes wouldn't it now in this shutdown you know if we could just deliver things for people and to be honest it was a fantasy it was a bit of a um, Oh, let's do that. And then I said, Okay, well, why don't I just make a call? And basically, I made a call. And within a, a few days, we had um, a cargo bike in my backyard. And then, Okay, let's take it from here. So why Chalton bike deliveries? Um because actually, you know, we wanted to ride our bikes, but we knew very well that there was actually a physical um, need to fill some gaps. Um, particularly to um, give people a sense of we can connect with people, you know, we can connect with different agencies, we can connect with um, the traders, Um, and just even cycling around Shortsman, we can connect with the other cyclists or who are looking for a greener um, carbon emission-free town, really. So, yeah, it started with a bit of a fancy and a dream, and it quickly locked us into... um,
0: the things that we've we've been working on really for the last um what are we 11 or 12 weeks really okay nick is there anything you'd want want to add to that and
1: then debbie yeah yeah if i could i, I think when this has said a lot about why why we started it for me on a personal level there's two things i'm passionate about one, one is uh being part of a kinder and more connected community um and the other is about the environments so in terms of kindness and connection i you know, when all this kicked off and I just saw sort of a panic buying that was going on and the shelves being emptied, I got scared. And I'm started to think about people who couldn't get out, you know, the people who were older or more, more sort of isolated. And I thought, I'm terrible, it must be for them. so, so the idea of doing something practical to help. And the other one, was I say, was the environment. My, my son had a bit of asthma when he was younger because of a pollution. My niece was in hospital as a baby for the same reason. It just felt to me encouraging people to, 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 to not drive cars seemed a, a no brainer. So that was a, a very personal answer to why I got involved.
0: And Debbie, you're meant to be on a gap year, aren't you, on the other side I of the or something. So so how how have you ended up doing this instead?
2: So um, I, I took a career break from work. I've, I've always worked full time to go off traveling, but obviously had to come back. And um, I think part of the reason why and bike deliveries went from fantasy to reality so very quickly is that for different reasons, we all had a huge amount of time on our hands. Um, I mean, for me in particular. And um, I knew I wanted to volunteer with that time. I wanted to do something in the community, and I thought I would go insane if I couldn't cycle. So when the opportunity came to get involved in with this, um, someone just I think Glynn has put something on Facebook. Would anyone like to talk to Abby about bike deliveries in Chelten? And I thought I've no idea who Abby is, but yes, please. <laughs> and this has really just brought together everything for me. Um, keeping active, keep you know keeping busy, contributing. All the reasons that Nick said, I'm a a committed cyclist anyway, Um, and very community minded. And this has just brought everything together for me and kept me myself totally sane throughout this time. So
0: I remember when it was just the mere fantasy or dream, and at that point, Glynis and I had a conversation. And this is very beginning of lockdown with a woman called Zoe in Marple who was trying to do something similar there, and a woman called Beata in, in Hebden Bridge, and they were very much further on in their journey um, in doing e cargo bike deliveries. So that was really to try and get some tips and share some learning at the very sort of start of this. A huge amount has happened since then, and a huge amount of miles have been traveled very literally so I think you just passed your 500 miles was it last week I saw on social media so Debbie can you share a bit about what what sort of journeys what sort of businesses have you been engaged with what sort of stories in terms of who are the people that you are helping
2: well we started off with it primarily to uh, aim to support local traders we very quickly got um three or four local independent traders on board one amazingly the cheesemonger who actually managed to set up a business during this time which was incredible so our partnership with them has been very dear I think to both of us and um, Adams the greengrocers, and um, Ali's at the Edgerton Road South Post Office all um, were still delivering for for them those three ones were with us from the beginning but also we linked up very quickly with um, local food banks and, and food charities we've been working partnership with Cracking Good Foods um, since the outset in a number of different ways and Glynis um, might want to fill in more about the relationship with um, um, Emmeline's pantry and getting food from the co-ops and so on so developing two wings really the community side and the um, and the retailer side. So as well as that, we've been doing one-off projects. We helped uh, deliver pink scrubs, supported the pink scrub project um, right at the beginning, which was fantastic to be able to contribute to another one-off projects that are going on within the community, just supporting neighbours really to shop for each other. Um, And um, yeah, it's just been fantastic.
0: Phenomenal. Any any other highlights you'd want to add to that list, Nick and Lennis?
1: Debbie's covered up very well what we're doing, but uh, but what we've what we've had to be is to foot in terms of our thinking conditions the environments changed as we set off so we began very much thinking about kindness and charity arm if you like supporting the food banks and so on but and, and engaging the traders to help support them through this crisis but as we're coming out of it now we started to think about the future and, and building back better is the phrase isn't it and i just really don't want to build back to what was what went on before which you know back to normal as it were just to me that was pretty abnormal so we need to to be clear about our focus and purpose moving forward, I think, um, and are we a short-lived charity that's been really useful and helpful for a period of time for many, many people? We've done 500 miles, is that it? Or are we actually going to move forward and become a key part of our community?
0: It's clearly caught people's attention. Um, so I've, I have know one of the first Facebook posts that you did with Allies on Edgerton Road, and it had, what was it, 14 or 15,000 yes. Yeah. Very quickly, you know, really showed that there was something about it, wasn't it? That, that your dream also captured the attention of others, um, for perhaps a, a whole mix of reasons. So, is there anything else that you want to to highlight? Come to you first, Glennis, in terms of some of those stories or examples and ways, you know, ways in which it supported, you know, the physical, emotional, mental well-being of people, particularly during this really challenging time of Covid? Yeah, I, I think
3: there's, um, you know, when, when we did the article um, um, for, you know, Manchester, kindness in Manchester, it, you know, it was just a great moment to focus really on the fact that I think the kindness coming out of us, giving our time for free, yes we want to ride our bike, um, but making those kind of connections in a warm-hearted way um, saying we we don't need to be paid. This is you know this is a service that we're offering. I think giving out that kindness, um, we we've had that given back to us you know tenfold, and it has felt a bit like you know growing the and family. Lots of people wanting to yeah really kind of connect, and I think like Debbie's point about people with lots more time. Maybe we're all kind of reflecting on. You know, where the community we live in, how does it shape up, you know, and there's some pretty kind of gruesome parts about it all and about this experience. But there's also a real warmth and kindness that's been exhibited here. And I think people just want a part of it. They want to be in it. They want to feel it. So actually being on a bicycle, um, I think it's a, just a very warm way of seeing people in their shops, in, you know, the retailers, and then connecting with people in their houses or connecting with the charities. There's, there's nothing other than, you know, pleasure at, at, at every point, really. <laughs> so I think I, it's certainly, I, you know, we've had this conversation, we've had these little chats about where would I be if I hadn't have had this you know, in these last 12 weeks, um, I I would have really struggled, and I know this has been a significant contribution to my um, my mental health. Literally, where where can I put my energy when I've been cross about the world? What can I do? I can go out and deliver some parcels. Um, you know, when I'm frustrated, I can look at the photographs we've collected and post them, um, and have yet more people like and connect and want to be a part of us. It's it's been a very positive outlet, yeah.
2: Can I just um, add to that, Glynis? I I, I didn't mention Tibetan Kitchen, and I really want to give a big shout-out to them, actually, because with no funding or anything, they have had this whole project themselves where they have been um, offering free meals to residents who need it, um, either refer themselves or referred by somebody else just directly to them, and um, they are so keen to give back into the community Um, they feel that they've been supported so much by the Wally Range community in particular and wanted to give just give back and we're not mm-hmm. interested in, in in making money um, and just be part of that so it's been brilliant working with them and chatting to people on the doorstep when delivering to them. I mean, in fact, that mutual kindness you talk about, Glennis, turned itself around when last Thursday, when it was pouring with rain, one resident told them she, she didn't want their meal because she didn't want me to get wet delivering to them. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I thought that was an unintended consequence of kindness, but just shows how much just those little doorstep conversations have really meant
1: to people. And do you remember the um, cycle parade we did the other week? It was your birthday, wasn't it? It we, was. We went through and I just When you said smiles, I just ran looking around. Everybody was smiling at us as we went past with our bikes and balloons flying. So
0: there's a real sense of spreading that kindness and that connectivity and that sort of web across a neighbourhood within the community mm-hmm. and uh, and these moments of joy. Certainly all those photographs that I keep seeing on, on social media, you know, whether it's the traders or it's the people that you're doing deliveries to, or it's all these different community groups and projects. There does seem to be a common theme of smiles all around. Um, and certainly the streets, as you say there, Nick, is, as you cycled mm. around the other weekend, there was there were smiles around um, and you spread that joy. And describing there, so to you talk about how it's really helped you and your own well-being, giving you a sense of purpose at a time that can otherwise feel very isolating, very difficult. Um, and Debbie, you said it's really helped keep you sane as well. So there's a sense of this, you know, guess building back better together, but also how we give back together mm-hmm. and the benefits that that brings, brings to all of us. Mm-hmm. I know giving is one of the five ways to well-being, isn't it? In that real sense of how having that purpose and that connectivity and being able to give what you can when you can um, really helps so many of us as sort of these social creatures that we are um, to really feel that we have that connectivity and you know we can contribute, which has felt so, so important mm-hmm. over recent weeks. How about for you, Nick? What is it personally? You said how it, what brought you to it, I guess. Is there anything that you would want to highlight in terms of what you then got out of Torts and Bike Deliveries in recent weeks?
1: Oh gosh, I've I've got so much. I've got a a real sense of comradeship. I'm not going to repeat what everybody said because I I just I I mean it's true how useful make being useful makes you more resilient yourself. Doing good, it's good for your mental health. It's so obvious and and to feel it. So I'm not I'm having said I'm not going to repeat. I've just repeated it. So I I, I, I won't label them. (laughs) But, it's something
0: um, meeting <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i think the point I, I think i'd like to say is that it's a bigger picture stuff because for me as i get older i want to live in a community which is kinder and, and which cares about its neighbors and which is more connected
0: and then as we talk about building building back better there's a definite focus there on thinking about what good community health and wealth building looks like and this is definitely doing both isn't it in one um and and how in doing so we're really addressing the very real stark inequalities that existed pre-covid have have been widened during covid and has certainly been starkly revealed so i think often the association perception that sometimes people make around you know who would be on an e-bike in the first place and who might be on the receiving end in in somewhere like Chaltern. Um, I think we can certainly possibly dispel some of the maybe perceptions that people may have so you know first of all I think one of the things that's you know really striking is you know I know got to know all of you well enough to know to know the ages of of many of you um, but you know definitely spans um a good age range in terms of those of you who've, who've volunteered from um a couple of members that I know were waiting to turn 18 eagerly before <laughs> before they could uh, join the crew um through to Glynis you celebrating was it your 67th I've got that, what have I got that wrong now? 66. <laughs> 66, as I said, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but we're all age proud, birthday a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then, you know, the reality of, so all the you know, you talk about Tibetan Kitchen, have got Cracking Good Food, Emmeline's Pantry, Reach Out to the Community I Saw You're Working With Today. These are all local community businesses and community and voluntary organisations that have absolutely stepped up, haven't they, in recent weeks in providing absolutely key basics for people that that need it within you know what a five mile radius Mm. um so you know it's that level of need that we're seeing you know it differs in different parts of the country different parts of way to manchester parts of manchester but it's it's everywhere isn't it it's on everybody's street there's somebody who's actually needed support Mm. um in recent weeks um Mm. and i know that i've heard don't know if you've got any particular examples but you know of some of the specific thanks that have come you know and how important this has been to some people um over the last couple of months
3: yeah just um you know just on that note really um i i just wish i could you know have a a, a video camera attached to my head you know and and record the thanks and, and the appreciation and the smiles Um, you know, from people even just today delivering food for unicorn. It's a real lesson that you cannot um, make assumption that because somebody looks fit that they're not struggling, because someone is young that they haven't got issues, because someone is old that they're not able to, you know, that, that, that they're not being looked after. You know, any of those assumptions about just how people look um, you have to, you know, stop really because people's individual personal circumstances um, have been kind of gobsmacking really. Um, and some of these people are people I know personally, and I have no idea of their circumstances. Um, you know, through through COVID nineteen. That's, that's a there's a lot a lot to learn there. I think there's a lot to learn about um, you know the the kind of inter-agencies you know different agencies have been kind of set up and they've been going for quite a long time but you know we've uncovered you know an individual woman you know on the Bersey Bank estate cooking umpteen meals purely out of her own kitchen purely out of her own resources um, you know we've discovered you know how the food poverty you know, in Chaltern, where people go, in Chaltern, I can't believe we've got food banks in Chaltern. Well, yes, we have. Actually, we've got quite a number of them. Um, and, you know, I think I've learned so much more about food poverty and really the kind of under-counter world um, that's going to address that. And it doesn't look like it's going away any when soon, really. Um, so I'm very humbled by... Um, The cooperation between people, you know, the allotment growers giving their uh, excess rhubarb that gets to cracking good food that gets turned into crumble that then gets delivered by children bike deliveries, you know, to to all sorts of places. And I think um, no doubt there'll be some courgettes (laughs) coming soon from the allotment growers. And uh, I'm not sure how many courgette cakes we can turn around, but, you know, That it's and we will, you know. But um, you know, for, for the for the wealth of um, Cheltenham people, there is a lot of poverty and there's a lot of um, help needed, um, and, it, and it ain't it ain't going to go away soon. So I think we're we're in this for the long run now. Um, I think we're in it for the for the longer term, both because of that kindness that's in us that we want to give back and we look like Nick says we want to live in a world where actually that's what dominates the situation Um, but also because you know as has been said the opportunity to actually offer people work um, both supporting our local economy but supporting possibly some younger people um, as you know work is going to be difficult to find and as we're going to go forward.
0: That lovely sense of generations, generations working together, um, mm-hmm. and that sense of uh, reciprocity across the board and skill mm-hmm. sharing, and all these things that I feel like we've been talking about, wanting to further cultivate, and in some ways, COVID has given them the space and the need to to happen um, of their own accord and accelerated rate. So, in terms of looking forward and broader ambitions for the future, and um, glacier there, you, you know, clearly said that this is this is now for the the long haul, this isn't just a, you know, project just for, for the period of lockdown. Is there anything else um, in terms of what you're, you'd like to take into the future and design into the future? Um, I'm thinking very, so specifically at GM Moving, one of our aims is very much how we help develop more active and sustainable environments and communities um, through active design and infrastructure and supporting people to design being active, you know, into their work, into their lives, into the way that they travel and connect, you know, you're doing all of that. So what what do you think needs to happen next?
1: I, I mean, I, I think we've all probably got ideas around that and uh, we, we've, we've actually put out a couple of surveys um, Eve, at the moment, one, one to traders, one, one to uh, residents, people living in Charlton about what they want to see developed because so, I think as a community resource we need to belong to the community that's the idea of a workers co-op i guess it belongs to the workers but we need to resonate whatever we do needs to resonate with citizens and community and 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 be useful to them so so the idea for one of the ideas going forward is is, it's tesco's i think you didn't they you shop we drop Uh, this (laughs) idea that you know people can still go shopping make their own choices still get out and be active but actually carrying heavy stuff home is too much for them they take a car or they get a taxi or they you know they um find some, some, some other way of, of, of getting it back, which has a cost to the environment. Um, we're offering alternatives to that, which, you know, which is is good for all of us. Let's do it as a team. Let's do it together.
0: And so we've seen lots of people take to bike over the last three months, um, you know that bike shops have been selling out, and mechanics have certainly been kept busy. I know that lots of them are booked up for months to come, and it's been absolutely great seeing more people, and I'd say much greater diversity of people on bikes of all shapes and sizes on our local streets. Um, I enjoyed a ride on Bluebell on uh, one of your eco cargo bikes, and it was absolutely exhilarating. Um, it does take a bit of practice, doesn't it, to safely ride and to navigate corners, uh, and as traffic i guess picks up over weeks you know it'll become harder so have you got any particular tips for anyone i guess who's listening in and wants to give an e-cargo bike um or a bike and a trailer a go i
2: mean we, we've been very lucky in that especially at the start when, when there was full lockdown we had the whole roads to ourselves so we had plenty of time to uh to get used to to ho- holding the road and there was just nothing But I I would encourage anyone that is confident on a normal bike to to have a go. You you get, I mean, um, you can take your place on the road with much more assertiveness when you've got a carrier behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think cars actually give you a wider berth because they they see you as a bigger machine. So I think, uh, I don't think there's anything less safe about being on a cargo bike on the road than there is uh, an ordinary bike. In fact, I think you can, hold your own probably a bit more on it.
1: I agree, Debbie. I think it's safer, actually, because you are more visible. You are bigger. And I remember Glynis' advice to me when I first rode, which is to think of yourself as a car. You'd <laughs> <It'd> be <laughs> embarrassed to get, get yourself in the, out a bit more and, uh, because you, you are a bit wider with a trailer on the back. Uh, but it's always felt very safe. And once you've done it once, it, it's second nature. It, it shouldn't put anybody off.
2: I mean, the more cyclists there are on the road the safer it is basically and the more cars will, will learn and have to be more considerate and the more space we can take up. I mean, the, um, the development of the pop-up lanes was just so exciting. Um although the future doesn't look quite as exciting as it should be, but it, it's just amazing seeing all the families out on their bikes. I absolutely love it
0: so hopefully people are seeing this is now part of the new norm and and looking to expect to see you know bluebell or one of your trailers on the roads and it it stops being this sort of um uh, an exception to the rule you know how do we make it as you say kind of part of the norm and then it, you know all of us adapt don't we then to when you've got that greater diversity of people on bikes and different bikes going at different speeds, you know, what we've seen in other countries is that naturally creates a culture in which we're all far more considerate to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we all kind of, we have rules and spaces at work for people. um, And, you know, naturally kind of we all slow down a little bit more because you do, if you've got people with big trailers and, you know, things Mm -hmm. bobbing around and you've got kids on bikes and you've got people that are clearly new to cycling and wobbling. I think the way that people, people's expectation and care for each other shifts, um, which can only be a good thing. So is there anything else? I know that in in Greater Manchester, the ambition before COVID, so this was set a couple of years ago, was to increase the number of people using bike to get around by 300% by 2028. And it does feel at the minute there's this opportunity to, you know, move quicker. Um, in terms of that shift and a need to as it's harder for people to safely use public transport so is there anything else that in terms of any particular do you think do you think people seeing of you have you heard stories of people being inspired by seeing you all on out on your cargo bikes it's is it spreading
2: yeah yeah is fantastic I mean I have a car I'm not on an e-bike I've got a carrier on the back which makes an almost quite a loud noise as I go along, so heads always turn. And um, all the kids just want to know what's in there. You know, everyone smiles, everyone's looking at you. I've not had any, anyone who just hasn't been curious in, in the most fantastic way of what it is that I'm doing, what's in there, how does that work, then? Is it ice cream? Um, <laughs> that was disappointment when, obviously, I lift up the lid of it and it's not ice cream. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just fantastic the response that you get.
1: Mm. It's the same when you're on your e-bike. It's 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 people turn their heads and look at you, and the, and then when you get a conversation going, there's so many so much interest in it, and, and a few people have had a go on it, and uh, and so many of so many people have said we volunteer to cycle for you which i think is a measure in itself isn't it which is great i mean it's fantastic if we expand we'll certainly be going back to those people
0: so you've had people queuing up haven't you to uh, yeah. to be part of the crew yeah fantastic so we look forward it's, to seeing multiply. it's um I, I, I don't think i ever paid much attention
3: to um people are uh, you know with cargo bikes or trailers to be honest um, so now I'm going, oh, yes, no, this is how much it costs. This is how it works. Oh, would you like to just have a closer look? I can show you this. I can show you that. So, um, you know, a- a- every time I've had anybody come close, um, I've said, oh, you can have a look. It's Bluebird. You know, that's wonderful. You can put children in the front. You can put your shop in. You can have your dog. And then people, you know, asking me and this father today was with his four children and they were having a proper good look. And would you like this? And, and then I've spoken to another woman who said, oh, yeah, no, I bought this one. You know, I just borrowed it for a bit and then I just felt so fell in love with it. I can do all my shopping. I can go further afield with my two children. It's changed their view. It's changed us as a family's um, reach. You know, we wouldn't have gone and had such adventures without without um, an e-bike so i i feel like i'm a convert and secretly i'm thinking could i find this money to just own one of these myself now really <laughs> oh i quite fancy this um yeah so i think the world is changing and it's nice to know that um like salford university you know are part of um are, are looking at um how cargo bikes um can you know bring about that more sustainable change really you know i I know other people have been working at that kind of policy and systems level um so we're not we're not doing this on their own there are forerunners here and there are people that are setting up shop and they anticipate um, their future income coming from the sale of cargo bikes and Mm. e-bikes so you know we are part of the future here it is on a
0: bicycle, <laughs> and there is the option. So, for people that are interested, you've hired um, Bluebell, haven't you? So the yeah. cargo bike, so people can hire them and try them out. Um, and yeah. you know, there are obviously there is an expense um, to purchasing one. Hopefully, in time, they'll become more accessible, and hopefully, in time, we'll have infrastructure that will make it easy as well for people to store them or to you know to use them as part of um, more sort of mainstream bike loans. But So Manchester Bike Hire, I guess to give them a shout out have have hired you at Bluebell for for, for a period, for a few months. Yeah.
1: And let's give another, a a second shout out as well for um, Transport for Greater Manchester, because they very generously uh, loaned us the second e-bike which we use. Um, So thank you very much to the FGM.
0: So for anyone who's listening and would like to get involved or would like to find out more, or is interested in doing something similar, in their neighborhood and how do they get in touch and we'll add details to the podcast blurb um, and what's the best way for them to get in touch with Totten bike deliveries
3: yeah i think um you know definitely send us an email um expressing your interest Um, as as has been said a number of people would love to just volunteer with us as a as a rider and you know we're being extremely measured about um the number of riders that we want to uh, um, have and not not set them up for things that we can't then deliver um, but I think there as we move forward and hopefully you know take the line of being a workers cooperative it there's more than just riding a bicycle um, we will need to expand the business and, and the whole process of you know of offering a quality service you know will need to be worked out I think the other thing is that already, you know, people have said, oh, we'd like to set this up in our neighborhood. I think the neighborhood you know, the kind of grown out of our community, um, and yes, grown out during COVID, which means, as Debbie had said, you know, we've, got, we've had more time than maybe most of us would have had normally, um, has been a real asset. And I, I, my advice would be, you know, m- grow it in your community you know what we've been able to do in this very short um, space of time is because you know nick has networks debbie has networks i have networks and they've they've all come together to support us you know in different ways um it's priceless and i don't think you can grow that overnight um you need to tap into what's already there and work with you know those those community-based networks
0: and it's a saying isn't it that change moves at the pace of trust and it does feel that those conversations those relationships that care that community has been key in in enabling this very rapid i guess change and success of of taught and bite deliveries that's only because of those existing relationships and and the care for people in place that you all have and that connectivity there any final
2: comments before we finish um i'd just like to say i mean it's all, it's about trust and kindness in the community, but also as a small team, there's only, um, there's been um, five of us, um, five to six of us, um, that have worked together. I only knew one, I only knew Glennis beforehand. It, so it's we've just worked seamlessly as a team, sharing values, sharing the way we work. It's been an absolute privilege to work with such amazing people. Um, and that has that has been a real highlight for me, real proper collaborative can-do working, mm-hmm. um, an absolute treat. Well, yeah. that
0: sounds like a perfect note to finish on, and say thank you very much for your time today. I'm sure it'll inspire others out there um, who are thinking about you know giving back, being kind, connecting, getting on a bike keeping the wheels turning um so thank you thank you for all you're doing i look forward to hearing and following and watching and seeing those smiles and that kindness continue to grow if you've enjoyed this podcast why not share it or tell a friend about it and if you've got feedback or ideas for future episodes please get in touch with our team at greater sport using the links that you'll find on our podcast page